Even if you think about it in title, like Jedi Survivor implies a last Jedi. Exactly. Sisters. Welcome to the Well-Played DLC Podcast, Australia's juiciest gaming podcast. I am Zach Jackson, joined by James Wood. Howdy. Nathan Hennessy. Oh, I yeah, am Nathan Hennessy. Jordan Garcia. Hola. And all the way from the mighty Ross, Adam Ryan. Hello hey, there. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually, I'm sending you telegrams. That's how this <laughs> is recording, because, um, you know, that's the, the epitome of technology down here in Ross, so... I'm doing my best. It's pretty clear compared. It's a bit advanced for Ross, isn't it? It, it is, mate. We went from uh, smoke signals to telegraphs pretty quickly. Damn. At uh, one point in time, I could went, not. Went straight over Morse code. Yeah, mate. <laughs> could not see out my windows for all the pigeon shit because of all the fucking carrier pigeons that Adam was sending over to the mainland. <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad he's upgraded from that because that was just becoming a pain. The dark times. We've moved forward and we will continue to do so. Classic Adam. How Classic are we all? Adam. So bloody good. How are you? Oh, mate, I am pumped. I'm going to see my new niece on Thursday. So yeah. very, very excited. Are you getting a new one? What did you do with the old one? Yeah, I, well, not my new. I'm going to see my niece. So, yeah, like my brother's had a baby, beat me to it, motherfucker. But um, What do you mean? You got all of us. <laughs> yeah, mate, you, your yeah, plate's but... full. You don't need a, a kid in that mix. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, uh, you know, I got birds. Got, got birds, boys, and I just need a baby. To complete the triple B's. <laughs> the, the Holy Trinity, yeah. <laughs> Next one birds, birds, baby. What's on, boys and Brocco? There you go. <laughs> hey. 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 No, I'm all right. All good, apart from football sucking ass. So mm, there right, you go, just, sports. You're never too um, old to change team. Would never, would never dare. Who do you support? Oof. Carlton. 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 Yeah. Carlton. Told you, that's, that's why he no always s- tease him. He, he's the biggest boomer There's not even a single <laughs> syllable in that. It's just a fucking noise, Count. Yeah, Count. Count. <laughs> Count. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're fucking something. Imagine trying anyway. to explain someone who's not Australian that Carlton has an L in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, Jordan, how are you? Ah, uh, yeah, I'm all right. Could be better, could be worse. You know. Mild. I'm I'm kicking. I'm still breathing, so you know. I guess I'm all good. Mm. That's, That's good. Good to hear. James, Adelaide, yeah. talk to me. Yeah, how's it? You know, uh, muggy. Half the city was closed today for old uh, Anzac Day. It was all right. Not Anzac. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Muggy. We had a glorious, warm, beautiful day up here in Vic. Eh? Oh, that sounds nice. No, it was like weirdly day. overcast and sticky here. So I was having a very nice breakfast brunch, but uh, my pits were not happy. I feel that. I do. Mm. 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 No, I'll, yeah. I'll expect an update next week on the stadium pits. Hey, look, that's what Instagram is for. Any um, any clowns this week, Nathan? <gasps> now, no, no. interestingly, 
Technically, no, but in Preston, on the Bell Street, Preston, Macca's intersection, famous, famous landmark of the northern suburbs, did see a juggler. Juggler and trapping. <laughs> so, clown minus the get-up, you would say? Maybe? Right. I don't know. Which, I don't know. Doesn't count, do better. Although, I will say, I've, I would find the concept of a stray juggler much more menacing than a stray clown. Interesting. They could juggle your car. I think we need we could impa- we could unpack this. Yeah. Oh, can anyone else juggle here? No. Fuck! I've really wanted to learn. eh? I can juggle. Mm. Like I juggle like, my you time, know, the mate, three balls as we all ah! Yeah. Now imagine if it wasn't a juggler in traffic, a juggler in traffic in the northern suburbs of Melbourne. Now that would be menacing. That would be cause for a triple zero. Hmm. <laughs> Something's going down. It is. It is. Well, glad to have you all here. Let's talk uh, video games. James, you're right there. You've got, you got a sore neck, mate. I'm just, just stretching, mate. Just yeah, stretching yeah. it out. Getting ready to talk about the video games. Oh, always need to have a good stretch before we... Yeah, got to limber about. up. You know? That's it. I normally feel it in my glutes. A good game in the glutes. Interesting. Uh, so, who has played anything good? Anything uh, worth talking about this week? I did finish uh, A Space for the Unbound, finally. Um, like right before last week, I had almost finished it. This Now I've fully completed mm. it. Um, really ended up loving that game quite a bit. I don't think it's perfect by any stretch, um, but it has a really good, just a good emotional heart to the whole thing. It's very sincere. Um, I think when Game of the Year conversations come around for stuff like narrative, it should definitely be considered, if, even if not mechanically all the way there. Cool. Who's that by again? I don't know. It's a, a I want to say it's an Indonesian developer. It is. Oh, Toge. Yeah. To, Toge? Toge? That sounds right. Toge Productions? Yeah. Like a yeah. third game, I think. Yeah, I think um, it's um, mm. Old Mates. Old Mates, which we'll talk about in, in a sec. Nathan, what have you been up to? I don't think I've played any video games out of review in the last week. So, yeah, just briefly, I think the only thing I've played is a little game called Love Letter. What is Love Letter? It's a little card game that you play with mates where uh, you're trying to hide. You've got one card in your hand or potentially two if you're the active player. You want to try and hide what that card is from a potential deck of, like, 10 options from everyone around the table and ideally you want the either the highest numbered card or um some card with a with a nice little ability on it like uh but it's a but it's star wars themed so it's uh the 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 winning card is usually a jabba the hut for whatever reason he's the he's the king so to speak so you want to keep a a hidden jabba a hidden jabba for the winner that sounds like something that you wouldn't want but sure you think so, or alternatively, surprisingly, if you can if you can be the last person in the game with a Han Solo frozen in carbonite, which is technically a dud, it's a big old zero, because what's Han Solo and carbonite doing? Fuck all. If you can somehow manipulate your friends to get to be the last surviving player with a big old shitty Han Solo carbonite, you are also a winner. Cool. It's, it's, it's a shithouse concept on paper, but it's a lot of fun for a very simple concept. Have you played Cockroach Poker, Nathan? I haven't, but to my understanding, a, a not too dissimilar conceit. So Cockroach yeah. Poker, I think, is like a, a stripped back 
kind it of sounds, poker. Yeah, sounds similar, but nothing alike at the same time. But yeah, that's that's a banger. So I feel like I might enjoy Love Letter. Very simple conceits. And simple sometimes just a great time when you can let the friends do the social heavy lifting. You just need that little mechanical lubricant in between to get the wheels turning. Nice. Nice. Hmm. Nice. Jordan, what have you been up to? Uh, I mean, I've played quite a bit since the last time I was on, because I think the last time I was on was the Pledge podcast. Uh, so how, how many so, pledges have you gotten through then, mate? Um, two? I've done two so far. So I played uh, Callisto Protocol. Callisto. What an aggressively okay game at best. At best. It just feels like a really bad remake of Dead Space 3. Uh, <laughs> is it is it um, issues that can be fixed, or is it just a no, no? It's it, it's fundamental issues with its design and just its yeah, it's just well, one nothing thing that can be patched out unless a patch rebuilds the entire game and makes it very different. One thing I did see in a recent patch release for that, which I did appreciate, is I did remember seeing a lot of people complain that death animations just meant that. If you'd stitched yourself up, it felt like there was an agonizing wait time to get back into the action. So I think they've made like skippable death animations now. So just so you can get back into the pace yeah. of things nice and swift. That's, that's, a, that's a small olive branch. Yeah, that, that, that's a small decent change. Uh, but yeah, like I found myself not entirely hating it. Just kind of just going, this is a bit disappointing through most of it. And then you hit the last act and you hit the final boss and you just go, fuck, this blows this blows absolute dog dicks. Uh, and then in complete <laughs> contrast to that, I... Uh, yeah, Red Rockets, eh? Hey? <laughs> Red Rockets. Woo. I then uh, went into <laughs> the Dead Space remake. Uh, Fucking I love that. That's so Chum. good. De- Dead Space 1 is probably my favorite horror game. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> do go on. I, Ignore Zach. It's, it's He's having a moment. Good. Um, it's so fucking good though, isn't it? it? It's excellent. I don't know if I prefer it to the original just because there are a couple... I, I don't think the original is better or one is better than the other. It's more just... There are a couple changes in the remake that I preferred com- in the original rather than... So, stuff like the the random encounters when backtracking and stuff. Sometimes they just made it a bit more laborious than it needed to be. Yeah, like the, um, the horror AI director thing. Yeah. Um, but... Like overall, like it's still a phenomenal remake. And then uh, following that, I played um, about halfway through Resident Evil Four remake. See, oh man, uh, loving it. I, I'm loving it. Leon is the best. They should just make every game with Leon. Honestly, he's, he's just, so charming. Uh, he he is. You know, I I knew I was gonna love it, but like the moment where it clicked and I started falling in love with it was the, the oh, where'd everyone go? Bingo. <laughs> like, that's so fucking stupid. <laughs> I love that so much. Uh, you... All the dialogue in the game is delightfully stupid. James, was it you that was mm. telling me? Or someone here might have been telling me. Maybe it was Nathan, maybe. If you shoot the bell at the very, very beginning, it wasn't they, all just, they all just fuck off. It triggers the, uh, the yeah. end state of the... Yeah, yeah, you need that. the uh, rifle to do it, so it's a new ah. game plus option. But yeah, for speedrunners, they've figured it okay. out. Okay. Very, very smart. I, I saw it on a YouTube video. So it's a very, very cool attention to detail. And another attention mm-hmm. to detail I like, I'm going to have to censor myself, but if you, um, if you shoot the people in their face to stun them, they call you a... In Spanish, <gasps> they're just like, they're just like, oh, coño. I'm like, oh my god, 
Uh, that's a great. But it's yeah, it's it's very very charming and endearing, and yeah, I <clears throat> I've been loving that. Uh, I played you know, uh, stepped away from the players for a little bit and played uh, a game I've wanted to play for a long time, Unsighted. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just played that this weekend. It's a, that's uh, a side scroller one, isn't it? Uh, it's n- not really a side scroller. It's more just like a two D Zelda game in a sense. Okay. Um, very satisfying combat. Uh, honestly, a fantastic game. Not perfect. But a very, very good game. And just like little things that they do, it's like they allow you to like completely break progression if you know how to do it. Like if you know how to craft key key items, it'll just let you do it without finding the associated blueprint and stuff like that. So it allows That's you cool. to it allows you to route the game in entirely different ways. And like there's a really cool mechanic where um everyone is basically like a, an automaton and they have a set amount of time that you can extend. And if you don't, you know, complete the game in that time, then that NPC goes away. And there's that, like, sense of urgency, similar kind of-ish to Majora's Mask's, like, time restriction. Um, but the other cool thing is that is, like, if that's not your jam and you don't like the stress of that, you can actually turn that feature off, which I thought was excellent. Um, and then I've just started playing Signalis. Yeah. And... Out of Riders, Riders I... Nathan... Right as Nathan Nathan Deuce, but yeah, I just started it. I did not expect the atmosphere in that game to be as tense as it actually is. Mm -hmm. Like, I I know this isn't a very high bar, but in the four hours I played of it, I've been scared more than I played in the entire time of Callisto, because in Callisto, I didn't get scared once. Callisto Mm -hmm. just felt like an action game. Yeah. Yeah, Callisto is going for more like a a thrill ride, but like Signalis is a, a genuine horror game. Yeah, yeah. And I like that it allows you to select between like old school tank controls and a modernized mm. version of that. That's a little more responsive. I think it's, I think it's fantastic. I'm obviously I'm lost as fuck. I have no idea mm-hmm. what I'm doing, but I think that's part of the uh, the idea of it. Like you just piece things together. Yeah. So yeah, I, I've I've had a great deal of fun with it. And weirdly enough, playing that has made me a little more open to playing the classic RE games because I've always viewed the the remakes as because they're interpretations or evolutions of it uh it doesn't invalidate playing the originals whereas other remakes do mm-hmm. uh and then speaking of remakes i played the last of us part one finally that it like oh, yeah, i can play PC. without it crashing um <laughs> is it has it been patched much yet it has it still runs like shit but it crashes less mm. um uh, but yeah, I've played that on, I streamed it from my laptop to my Steam Deck because I got one of those recently. Uh, and honestly, I'm glad I did. Steam that, was Deck. Probably the, that was probably the the best way for me to play that game. Just, you know, chilling out in bed with a little handheld thing that could play it at mostly 60 FPS. Um, yeah, I mean, it's The Last of Us 1. It's decent, but... I, I don't consider the remake as significant as something like RE4. Mm. Mm. And, uh, I think yeah, that's about I it. Wish, I really wish Nathan was here to hear that. Speak <laughs> of the devil, the great man has returned. He's returned just as I finished talking about Signalis and The Last of Us Part 1 remake. Aren't they <laughs> terrific? I'm so pleased to hear that you've been indulging both, you very sensible I, so man. I, I did say, like, The Last of Us Part 1, I enjoy just because it's, you know, I like The Last of Us, but I don't consider it as significant 
of a remake of something like RE4 because oh no 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 it feels like the same game just a little bit better whereas RE4 feels like a fundamentally different game and you'd be 100% right yeah just for context I just took quick sneaky shit so how's that for a turnaround (laughs) that is a record damn right right. I'm nothing but efficient should have took the mic in with you mate (laughs) I could have boosted your path for you um (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I I would agree. I would I would say Last of Us is a lot more visual, uh, yeah, upgrade than like an actual. Although game I did find that the way that they've redesigned the AI is very noticeable when I was playing on yeah, hard because every time I would die, yeah. the enemies would take different paths. Um, though I did accidentally find a skip in uh the Ellie section because uh. I interacted with something and he just shot me through the wall to the next part. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> a very tasty week for you, by the sounds of it. Yeah, well, it's been more than a week, but yeah, it's been a, it's a solid solid couple of weeks of gaming for me. A solid five minutes. Good. Adam, what do you got for us? What have you been playing? Just, just your review game? Just content, mate. I um I haven't played any board games either, but I did purchase uh, Deception Murder in Hong Kong, and that is on its way. Um, so keen to give that a raz, another social deduction to, to add to the list. Um, so I'll definitely want uh, Nathan's thoughts on that if if he's played it. If not, maybe I'll have to to bring it over with me next time so we can give it a bit of a raz. I know it. I haven't played it. It looks cool though. It looks the goods. I'm keen, but yeah. You're a social gamer, aren't you? I love a bit of social deduction. Absolutely love it. I like lying to my friends. I don't know what that says about me, but um, yeah, love it. Love to deceive. It's addictive. Yeah. It is. Just it is. A, just like a M&M's. question without notice here. Um, what's, everyone th- what's everyone's thoughts on Unreal Tournament? Just out of interest. I like Not Unreal Tournament. I've, I've had a great time at Lands with it. Mm. That's so such I'm a... Sure that's a weird question. You're going to have to give us context after this, but I enjoy Unreal Tournament. Too, uh, he's got a smirk on his face, listener. Question, <laughs> no, he's having a cheeky little giggle. No, of course not. would never. Um, anyway, moving on. So I have continued playing Dead Space Remake. I actually hit a big glitch where I was fucking, fucking around for ages and I could not figure out what to do. You know when you have to reignite the engines i don't know if that'll make any sense to to you but there's a part early in the game ish uh, uh the, the turbines yeah and you gotta like yeah so basically i discovered that if you go to the control panel first and turn and activate the engines first before then actually powering up the engines oh yeah yeah the game fucking just shits its pants i i did <laughs> actually encounter a, a soft lock as well in that we're just it put me into one of those rooms where, like, both doors lock, but then they just never unlocked, and I was stuck there. Mm. Luckily, so, a save point was, like, a minute before, so I didn't lose too much for it. Yeah, so I had to go back. I actually watched a video on YouTube because I was like, what I was like, what the hell? There's nothing else to do here. I've, I've killed all the enemies. There is no one left to kill. There's nothing left to do. I can't get out of the room because it's locked. Turns out just I have to put the battery thing into the wall before touching the... the the panel there you go still very very good game um, you broke the video game logic i'm enjoying i should have been quality tester qa but uh quality yeah. so that's it <laughs> that i definitely am so speaking of should have been qa uh a game that uh three of us here love destiny 2 is kind of falling apart at the moment 
I just got my brother mm. into that. He's a player. The, the most recent update was like a Bethesda update. It brought more bugs with it than it fixed. Oh. Hmm. What were they trying to fix? Well, so it was it was a balance patch, but they also did some fixes for like exploits and stuff. But like oh, okay. um a, a lot of like uh disconnection issues, uh some raids just would straight up not give you loot. The King's oh, Fall shit. raid would just kick you randomly. Best um, raid. There's just a bunch, and like some of the the patches, the the hot fixes they were supposed to bring in, apparently just weren't even in the patch. Bummer. Mm. Mm. Big, big bummer. Uh, the only other things I've been playing are review and other content uh, that I can't talk about. One I can talk about. One I can't talk about. Very exciting. It's a very, very, very secret title too. I don't think anybody here knows I'm actually playing it yet, so get excited mm. for that. Now that you've yeah. said it, I know. Do you? I'm guessing. He's oh, actually oh, playing. It. He's playing Counter Strike too. That's going to be a dream hack, by the way. That's that's this. Week. Oh, really? Is it? Really, I need to double check that your pass has come in. Are you still going to go? Hell yeah! All right, I better double check that's because I. Send it off, but yeah, haven't heard anything. Anyway, I've been reviewing uh, Bramble, the Mountain King. Uh, that's the one thing I, I can talk about. So I let me just check actually if I can talk about that. Yeah, I can. Um, yeah, so I've reviewed that. We've spoken about it a couple of times here, so I won't go on for too long. <sighs> he says that before he goes yeah, go on then. The Come wait for ten, another forty minutes on this. Ten yeah. minutes. <laughs> 10 minute waffle go for a ramble on the bramble here we go that's it mate. that's it okay so this is a game from swedish developer dim frost studio and uh it comes out on the 27th so it'll be 28th whatever so it'll be out by, by the time the potty is out on all platforms i believe um it's a probably four to five hours it took me to finish this game so it's quite short uh, but this is the one where it's basically influenced and inspired by Nordic folklore. Uh, so if you've seen any of the trailers and uh, marketing materials, you would have seen uh, some of the creatures and, and, and stuff that they've uh, already shown off. But basically you play as a young boy called Ollie or Ole, however you say it. And he's, uh, he wakes up one night to find that his sister, whose name is Lilymore, she is missing. So he goes off trying to find it. It turns out that she's been kidnapped by a troll. Uh, so he basically takes it upon himself to try and rescue her. And yeah, he's basically got to get through a whole bunch of Nordic creatures uh, to try and get his sister back. Uh, this story is narrated, which I think is a really cool aspect and it gives it a um, like an interactive fairy tale feel to it. Um, there's no like there's no dialogue really between any of the characters. There might be one or two moments where there is, but pretty much everything is is um, narrated. So, uh, you know, he walks through the forest kind of stuff like that. Uh, but this world is... Uh, James, you've s- played it? Uh, no, I think I, I watched you, you watched me play, play some yeah. of it and I watched the... Uh, yeah. <clears throat> but this game is gorgeous. This, this world is uh, magical. It is, um, you know, it's enchanted and there's there's so there's like trolls that you befriend along the way there's animals that you ride so there's this little like echidna kind of thing that you actually have to ride across a lake um with these little like gnome things they're called nisei in, in like in like nordic folklore they're the things like the red 
look like gnomes with the red hats that cover the eyes. Uh, mm-hmm. or, um, so, yeah, there, there, there's a whole – this uh, and it, it looks gorgeous. It looks, looks photorealistic at times. So when you're in these meadows and these greeny areas and, like, the lighting hits right, it looks very, very beautiful. And then in other areas where it's, you know, you're in caves or you're in this – it's at night time or whatever. It's it's very atmospheric and, and, and very, very good. The narrative is pretty cool. Uh, I did quite enjoy it. The story, uh, it's very, 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 very dark. So it deals with a lot, like a lot of themes um, and they do bring it up when you go into it. Uh, like this, you know, this game deals with uh, themes around suicide, uh, infanticide or however you say that. Um, there's like animal cruelty and there's like some other ones in there. So, and there's, there's some real hard hitting moments in this game um one kind of in the middle that is like whoa it's like full on and um knowing that this is being experienced by a kid even though you know it's you but you're still playing as a kid who has to go through all this trauma i i guess it's it's, it's pretty full on and there's um scenes where you have to like wade through like like pig guts or like animal guts and stuff so you're in this like area where like um there's like it's an enemy called the butcher right and yeah there's like heads and stuff like animal heads and stuff or like carcasses and that and there's this like trough of like pig or animal intestines stuff that you got to like wade through and there's like blood all over his face and um it's pretty yeah it's, it's very very full-on and very and very very dark um but yeah uh that's pretty much in, t- in terms of like the story and stuff. Like the story is quite cool, four to five hours. The only thing is that I think kind of lets it down a little bit is the gameplay, which I think is quite dated. It does feel like a kind of PS2 linear adventure game. It's third, per- uh, third person but fixed cameras. Most of that is fine. Uh, it's just like small like platforming and early on in the game you'll get this ability to basically shine light in areas or throw light. Um, so if you've watched the boss fight that I've done on, that's up there on YouTube, you'll see that in that boss fight, I kind of throw light at these, uh, people or these objects. And then I throw it at the boss. That's essentially how all these moments play out. They're very simple. Um, so with the butcher, for example, he has a cleaver and he lifts it up and then he slams down on the, on the table and you've got to basically dodge these attacks. And when he misses, you know, and it's, sticks into the table it then opens him up for an attack and you throw the light into his face or the rocks into his face or whatever it may be right you throw these objects into his face you do that three or four times and that's and that's the boss fight so the one good thing i will say is these moments are often quite short they don't really overstay their welcome um but you are it is a one hit kill so if you get hit once that's it so instant death uh the the other good thing is that the checkpointing is very very generous so in any boss fight, which is basically what these moments are, they're boss fights or they're major fights. Um, not all of them are bosses as such, right? So this butcher character is not like a boss, it's just a character that you meet in the world. But um, most of them are boss fights and there's normally two or three phases to them. So at least if you die, you go back to the most recent phase. So if you're at the third phase, you don't, you don't, you're not forced to go back to the, to the, to the start of the game. For example, uh, oh, sorry, the start of the game, the start of the fight. Um, so that kind of helps a little bit because there are one or two that I got quite frustrated with. Um, the last boss fight is probably the most challenging and probably the most unforgiving. Uh, there, 
so not only do you have to just dodge, but you also have to, there are attacks that you need to actually block. Uh, and there's one attack in the final boss fight. So what I kind of was doing is that, you know, you die a handful of times, you kind of learn what the attacks are, how to block it, learn the, the timing and you kind of can get through it pretty quickly, right? There was one attack this boss had, I could not work out. I tried every single blocking method and couldn't figure out how to block it. The only time, the, the way I've actually beat it was that that attack was not generated during my, the playthrough that I got it, I, I got through it. So the game probably is a, lacks a little bit in terms of giving players hints on how to actually block these attacks in that moment, but that's probably the only real knock on it. Uh, I don't think they're that bad. They're, they're a little bit dull and they do feel a bit dated. Um, and I do kind of bring the overall thing down a touch, but for the most part, this is a, this is a story driven a little adventure. It's very, very grim, very, very beautiful world. And I had fun. I enjoyed it. I'm going to give it a seven and a half out of 10 for that one. Uh, nice. music is, 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 is beautiful too. So, um, and I really do love the world. So it sounds like the presentation's the biggest winner. Yeah, and like the story is very cool, and this is the the way they weave like these Nordic like folk tales because the Mountain Kings actually is a a folk tale on its own, um, which I didn't realize until playing it. And there's actually there's one real like really cool thing is it's either when you go to fight a boss or one of the creatures that are like the prominent uh, creatures in 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 the game. Uh, is they actually have these like little storybooks in the world and you find them and it actually reads it out to you like a storybook or only like, you know, a couple minutes long, you know, well, you know um, but they give you like a backstory on the actual folktale or, you know, or the myth of these characters and it's, yeah, it's quite cool. Seven and a half out of ten for that one for me. Nice. So not as good as Outriders. Ugh. Not as good as Outriders, no. but better than Dead Island 2. Well, there you go. There you go. There you go. Alrighty, uh, the big game. I know that was probably the one that most people were looking forward to hearing, but we uh, mm. Adam has been playing another game. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Jimmy James, are you ready? Yeah, mate. Are you ready to yeah. talk Star Wars with me, baby? Let's go. Strap in. Whatever you need, I'm, I'm here for it. Oh, boy. I I feel like this could so quickly turn into a spoiler cast if we were able to, <laughs> to, to discuss story beats because I so desperately want to. Um, but, hey, embargoes say that's a no-no and it's also just a dick move. So, yes, Jedi Survivor is the follow-up to Fallen Order, the 2019 respawn action adventure game. So it picks up five years after the events of that game. So we're back in the, the poncho of Cal Kestis, the, the young Jedi who at the stage of Fallen Order was still considered a Padawan because obviously he didn't finish his teachings because of the uh, a little thing called the Jedi Purge. Um, but in the, the course of Fallen Order, he was knighted by Seer. I'm going into probably too much detail, but we pick up where he is a more fully-fledged Jedi five years later. So he's been fighting back against the, the Empire for these five years with Saw Gerrera, who's a character from um, Clone Wars and some extended uh, other shows and movies and whatnot. You probably saw him die in Rogue One. Rip, terrible for him. Um, so I tried really hard in my review to 
avoid likening this to Empire Strikes Back because I feel like the title for many reviews will be this game is Empire Strikes Back and it's because it is. Empire Strikes Back is the best Star Wars film, that's fact Um, and this I genuinely think might be the best Star Wars game that I have played to date. It is absolutely fantastic. Now, I know that the the Jedi Outcast games previously I've stated are my favorite games, that being Outcast and, or yeah, Jedi Knight, Jedi Outcast and Jedi Academy. I think this might pivot if, if I take my, my nostalgia out of the way. So more or less it is, it's a continuation of the story and it builds on everything that the game did. It's still an action adventure game. It still has a lot of like Soulsborne uh, tinges to it. You still, you know, if you die, you drop your experience, you go back and you attack that enemy, pick it up that, you know, blah, 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 blah. But it builds on everything in really engaging ways. So starting off with combat, uh, in the original game, your stances were single and, uh, double ended lightsaber. They, they were the two that you could switch between. Um, in this game, progressively you unlock five and you can equip two at a time, depending on which you choose. That being single, uh, dual wield. So it's split into two separate sabers, double bladed, uh, a saber and a blaster and the cross guard. And they each have their own skill trees and different abilities that you can unlock. Uh, and they also all feel completely different and have their own uses. So single is, as you would expect, is kind of basic uh, jack of all trades, master of none. The the dual wield uh, gets through enemy defenses really quickly with a lot of fl- like a flurry of, of quick strikes. Uh, double bladed is good for crowd control. The blaster and the saber obviously gives you a bit of range. And then cross guard is like walking around with a, a giant lit up like claymore. It's, it's fantastic. It has a, a really good weight to it. Um, and so you can switch between those and it gives a much needed depth to the combat. If it's going to be a sequel, obviously it needs to push the boundaries from the previous one. Um, this kind of completely obliterates the boundaries and goes a lot further than I expected it to. Um, in the same vein, the enemy variety is also a lot better. Um, so there's probably four main kind of groups of enemy types there's droids um which are fucking fantastic they got the original voice actor from the clone wars to voice all of the the b1 battle droids um and they have so much character i love them so much um there's imperials which you would expect um there are a few different types of raiders that we can can't talk about too much um and then there's alien creatures um so just kind of like fauna i suppose from the the different the planets that you you go to and there's different um enemy types within those archetypes as well um and each of them i suppose has a stance that they're weaker against i suppose that it's not that's not a rule like if you go to a fight with a cross guard and the enemy really could be better fought with double bladed you'll still be able to to deal with it just fine but as you play you'll start to recognize that different enemy types have different weaknesses and it's a, a nice little balancing act that you, you have to do. Um, it's, it's really hard. I want to talk, I want to talk story. I really do, but I can't. Um, what I will say is that it's 
a, like it is a, it's a darker tale. That's why the, the empire strikes back, I think is a, a really good connection to make. Um, and it, it's a good combination of what you would expect from like a classic star Wars tale, um, and mixing in with more like contemporary content, like more modern star Wars content. So there's, um, a lot of high Republic, not, we can't talk a great deal about exactly the specifics of that, but there's high Republic content in there that will be probably really new to a lot of people because the, the high Republic stories have been mainly told through novels. Um, it's starting to creep in here and there into other media, um, but it hasn't been explored fully in say like a movie or a TV show. Um, so it'll be really fresh for a lot of people, but then they still blend in a lot of like, you know, the, the empire is still ruling the galaxy. They don't completely ignore that. They do weave that in as well. So it's a, a really good balance between old and new. Um, and speaking of which there's different planets this time around than, than what you're probably used to. Um, Coruscant is the, the, the big main player, I would say from known planets, like existing planets in the star Wars lore. Um, and it's pretty exciting to see kind of the, the underbelly of that with the empire in control. We're used to seeing it during the, you know, the galactic Republic. We don't see a great deal of it while it's under the, the control of the empire. So you don't see probably as much of it as you would want. It's the, the opening section of the game. I'm probably not spoiling a great deal by saying that. Um, and you can go back to explore it, but um, it's the new planets that you have never heard of that are the more interesting ones, I would say. Um, and they're far, far bigger and more varied than the original game as well. They're much more open spaces and it encourages repeated exploration a lot more through gaining abilities for, for platforming as well as combat. Um, in the original game, there was kind of that Metroidvania aspect where you have to come back to fully explore, but it, it kind of, it blows that out of the water. There are so many little nooks and crannies and interesting things that you can find, uh, once you come back when you're, you know, a fully kitted out Jedi. Um, and to do that, you can, there are also rideable creatures. Um, there's a few that are like ground based, I suppose, that make you a bit quicker. So it's uh, a bit easier to explore. Um, but they also allow you to, to do certain things to, you know, reach higher heights or explore the map fully. And there's a, a winged creature as well that you can kind of use to, to glide around. Um, if you didn't want to do that though, there's fast travel. Thank fuck. The original game not having fast travel and trying to, to like get a hundred, because they, all the planets have the percentage again of exploration and trying to get to that hundred percent in the original game was a fucking pain because you land and then you have to go from, from square one. Uh, Jedi Survivor, you have meditation points that you can fast travel between and it just makes life so, so, so much easier. Oh boy, I have just talked nonstop for what seems like about 20 minutes. James, you have played it and are reviewing it for Press Start. Have I missed anything? What are your thoughts? No, I, I think you've, you've pretty much nailed it. It is the best components of the first game, but um, polished to the point of being... I'd say their own unique system now. You know, I think my major gripe yep. with the first game was that like it was kind of like a shitty emulation of a bunch of different things. And mm, this yep. feels like its own game. Um, which is, you know, really lovely to see. I you're right about the, the story. It is hard to talk about it with the embargo information, also just generally not spoiling anything as well. But mm. like I was sincerely surprised at the narrative that they give you here. Yeah. Um I think that 
I'm very curious how this is going to land with, you know, capital F Star Wars fans, um, because I think Mm -hmm. that this is, you know, you compare it to Empire Strikes Back. And like, I do agree with that. I also think it's a little bit Attack of the Clones and Last Jedi as well, though. I I think it is strange and divisive in its own way. And I'm I'm just very interested to see sort of how everyone feels about it once once it's out in everyone's hands. But um, Mm. yeah, no, broadly speaking, I think it's phenomenal. I think there's, there's some pacing issues I, I found, I think, in the middle act. You know, there's a bit of yeah. backtracking I could have done without. Yeah, we discussed it um, kind of. It's it's really hard. I think my my perception of that may have changed a little bit because the where the pacing kind of dips is it, it, it then the shit picks up almost directly after. Um, mm-hmm. so it kind of, it counterbalances it a little bit, but obviously it's, it's a bit different from us because we, you know, have to kind of take the golden path, get from point A to point B really yeah. quickly, um, mm-hmm. for, for embargo reasons. So I, I imagine it will, it may land a little bit better with people who are going to take their time with it. Um, and are going to, mm-hmm. you know, play it for a couple of weeks rather than us that we have to smash it out in Three, a couple of days. days. Yeah. yeah exactly. So trying to look at it from, from that perspective, I think it, it mm-hmm. helps it a little bit, but I, I really do agree. Um, the, the pacing in the middle, it definitely feels like it's treading water for a little while. Um, mm-hmm. but then once it does start swimming again, holy shit, does it really go places? So it's the, yeah. the payoff you is definitely realize, there, but yeah, exactly. exactly right. Yeah. It's, it's been treading water to reach deeper waters eventually. Kind it's, of. It's, yeah. it's a strange one. Yeah. Like, cause like what, what's so good about this game? Like it, it it's final act is immaculate. Um, and yep. you don't get to that without the treading water in the middle there because you need to spend time. I think this is like sort of broadly something I'm going to be interested to see how people react to but like i don't think i've ever seen a a follow-up to what to with fallen order right to me that's a very much a game that was like trading on the iconic locations the iconic faces the iconography of star wars it was enamored with being star wars um and this comes along and kind of flips all of that and says here's a smaller roster of locations you've never seen before you need to now give a shit deeply about these characters and that's that's what this game is going to be about it is character driven absolutely Um, and that is a really bold left turn for them. And I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of Respawn for not just making more, you know, expected Star Wars. Yeah. It certainly feels like Fallen Order was getting in everyone's good books and now mm-hmm. they're kicking into, and I, I, I said this exact thing to you is I, it, it blew me away because I didn't know how many gears this game had. Like it just, mm-hmm. it kept escalating things and introducing new concepts to a, frankly a quite a ridiculous degree because it doesn't play it safe and it, it it takes things in in a pretty bold direction um and i did i genuinely cared about all of the characters and they you have plenty of little downtime moments with these characters and they you know have these connections to each other and but for every quiet moment there are some insane bombastic set pieces where we, we talked for, for like a good 10, 15 minutes after a, a, a certain set piece happens mm-hmm. that is fucking phenomenal. It's genuinely one of my favorite moments in an action game that is just complete balls to the wall action. And you're having to use every ability that you had earned up until that point in a, in a platforming sense in mm-hmm. just this insane circumstance. And the, I, th- I genuinely think the platforming, once you unlock all of the abilities, mm. is fantastic. Like, Agreed. It, yep. it starts off pretty 
kind of pretty basic, I suppose. It's pretty much mm-hmm. what the, what it was in Fallen Order. Um, but for every new bit of equipment or ability that you unlock, it just it grows and grows and grows into being something that's it it feels great to to be a part of. I definitely think if you take maybe a week off the game and come back to it, you'll have to give yourself a bit of a refresher because there is a lot. Um, there is quite a lot of it to remember, but holy shit, it feels great in the moment. Um, but yeah, in, in summary, uh, the pacing issues there are definitely there. There are some technical snafus that I ran into. Um, I had the game crash on me a couple of times and there's definitely some, um, frame rate and texture pop-ins and whatnot. It's, it's hard to know how much of that will actually be present when you guys get your hands on it. Um, cause I know there is a pretty sizable day zero and then a day one patch to follow. Um, but obviously I have to just, you know, call, call a spade a spade from what, my experience was um but yeah otherwise i could not be happy with this game absolutely loved it all right you big nerds what were your favorite uh weapon styles i think we differed pretty pretty we heavily did. on this two uh, paths in the woods here yeah <laughs> yeah i i went with dual wield and the the blaster saber combo um i liked having a bit more range but when i got up close i liked to, to just kind of cut loose but uh jimmy jams you were a bit different weren't you i was yeah so i i used the uh like the double-ended lightsaber uh right up until i found the cross guard and then dumped all the skill points i'd been saving straight into cross guard um and that thing was my like entire run basically um like i would occasionally break out the double-ended one for some crowd control but the you, you put it correctly before like swinging around like a claymore lightsaber um, just felt so very good. like deliberate and weighty. It also, it favors defense as a, as a play tactic as well. Um, and that game throws a fair bit at you eventually. And so I feel yeah. like you do need a way to keep yourself from getting hit. Um, cause man, I got hit a fucking lot. Yeah. Game doesn't, um, doesn't pull punches in certain parts and some of the boss fights mm. are brutal with a capital B. Um, nice. there's one in, true. There's yeah, there's one in particular that I didn't find it insurmountable. Like I, I was never, you know, reaching for the the difficulty option to, to tone it down, but it is fantastic. The big big beefy boy, and it's a it's a hell of a fight. Nice one. Did you did you settle on a score? I I think I've settled on a big fat nine out of ten. One question for you, Adam. Hello. How can you say attack of the? How, sorry, how can you say um Empire Strikes Back exists when uh Phantom Menace uh exists? Like you know, Phantom Menace is clearly better. <laughs> now, I I love I love Phantom Menace. I do with all of my heart. But it's oh, good. It's too. it's not the greatest Star Wars film. Empire. Now I I saw you boys scrunch up your faces to me saying Empire is the best Star Wars film. Yeah, uh, what what are you, what are your thoughts then? Shall Nathan, I? Do you want to? Yeah, please do. Because I know, um, just just to let just to let James see that it a little bit, it is absolutely got to be Rogue One. Oh fuck! I mean, <laughs> okay, you're entitled to that opinion. That's fine. That's no, such a you're, you're entitled to your wrong opinion, is what he wanted to say. <laughs> I can feel that from here. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yep. Uh, no, look, I just, I, I think that Empire is seminal, but also 
has some like really basic writing issues that I've only come to appreciate sort of as time has gone on. I don't think it's like the, the flawless beast that I thought it used to be. Um, but no, like the answer is the last Jedi. It's always going to be the last Jedi. And somehow you've made too much time on Twitter, mate. You've made, you've made Nathan's take look like, nah, get the fuck out, James. You know what? All the bonding we've done over Jedi survivor and you fucking ruined it. (laughs) No, like I, ah, uh, man, I don't know how you enjoy Jedi Survivor and don't love the Last Jedi. Like they are peas in a pod, as far as I'm concerned. Nah. nah. Even if in you think about it in title, like Jedi Survivor implies a Last Jedi. Exactly, sisters. <laughs> uh, James, what did you score it out of interest? I let's check back. Maybe, yeah, I'm, I'm still not sure. Can you can you give us a ballpark so I know exactly where you're? I'm feeling around the eights for you. I I can't decide between an eight point five and a nine. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Reasonable, yeah. reasonable. Sounds exciting. Uh, sorry, sorry. Nine. So earlier question did 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 uh, did I review Fallen Order? I did. Yes. And how What'd much you give that? Either eight, wasn't it? Between an eight and a nine. I can't. I genuinely can't remember. I think Do I you want to know what I gave eight, it? But I, I could be a fucking seven. Track. A big James seven, I reckon. No, I gave I gave it a six. Wowza. Mm, I really did not like that first game. Um, I loved it. I, 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 I like, I'm with James, I liked what it was trying to do. It just didn't do it too well to me. Mm. I just think everything it did wrong, Survivor does correctly, um, yeah, which fair. is all I can ask for a sequel, really. Yeah, because Fallen Order definitely felt like a game that was trying to just be greater than the sum of its parts which mm-hmm. you know a, a game doesn't feel that great when that's all it's striving to be you gave it a nine i'll stick nine. by it but luckily better enough than outriders. better than outriders yeah crucially better than outriders but um i think what's great about survivor is it makes like it does everything so well that if i was to go back to fallen order now i'd probably th- be closer to to what james was saying i'd be like nah this game is definitely a 6.5 or a 7 like it it yeah it surpasses it in every conceivable way interesting all right a couple of quick questions for you do you need to be probably a star wars fan to play this to sorry 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 no to get the full experience of this game oh to get the full experience yeah absolutely i think you can you could you could get away with playing it as kind of a, a, a casual observer. Like if you'd seen a movie here, or a movie there, you, you could, um, to, to get the full experience. Yeah, absolutely. Like there are some deep, deep cuts in this game. Like there are some like aliens that they bring back from legends canon, um, that only appeared in, um, Knights of the old Republic and, and, and like, so unless you are a, a tenured in Star Wars lore, which is a gross sentence, um, then yeah, you you probably won't get the full experience. But if you if like if your entry point was Fallen Order and then you've gone to play Survivor, I think you'll probably be fine. Okay. Okay. And the other question I can't remember, so let's let's can't answer that. Sorry, mate. Embargo says how no. To, how to how to play on um, PS Five. Much better than on PC, from what I've heard. Mm-hmm. The controller and stuff, like was it? Yeah, uh, fuck PC players, am I right? Yeah, really? yeah fuck them. Um, I I really liked the the dual sense integration. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it, the the use of the force through those triggers is oh, very nice. how good! Like if you're to 
instantly take over your point. Like if you're struggling to say use force pull, like someone is grounding their feet um, mm. and they're try- like fighting back against it. You can feel that in the trigger. Like it has resistance to show that they're, they're fighting back against it. It is very, it's subtle and they don't really use it in too many other different ways. Um, but mm. particularly when you're using the force top notch. Yeah. And how long was it? That was, that was the other. Ah, uh, I think um, my PlayStation says that I've only played 31 minutes of the game, which is fantastic. Um, I think I hit it in, I'd say maybe 18 to 20 hours, but that was very little exploration and very little mm-hmm. side content. Typical just, game jurors, reviews the game after half an hour of playing. Oh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I kept checking back um, and yeah, it just, it wouldn't move from 31 minutes. Mm. But yeah, I'd say sub 20 hours between between 15 to 20 if i'm if i'm being accurate it's also worth noting that like um so that you talked before about like the planet exploration percentage and whatnot yeah some of uh, well a lot of those side planets i was already at like 96 percent by just very casually yes. exploring them but yep. kobo uh after spending a fuckload of time on that planet i was at 56 percent it's like, a it is a base huge yeah 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 for sure but I also it does have new game plus, um, and it has some some pretty some pretty f- interesting new game plus options. Um, like there's one that's permadeath, one that kind of ups your your damage and enemies damage. Um, and for whatever reason, there's another mode that when you die, it resets and randomizes all of your cosmetics, um, which is from hair to facial hair to lightsaber to all of that it just it <laughs> completely awesome. randomizes it which is really cool um so the i'll, I'll probably be jumping back in for new game plus to take I, it a little I bit i do like to hear that because the only game that i've played that i felt does new game plus correctly is unironically dark souls 2 where it actually like uh changes like the enemies that you fight and like adds more or like you know it'll take two away and add a harder one instead like of course, does a lot of cool things. Of course, the best Dark Souls game would do that. Yeah, Dark yeah, Souls yeah. Two. Are you has mocking a lot of... me, or do you actually think that? <laughs> no, I, I fucking I... love Dark Souls Two. It's my favorite. Fuck yeah, man! We're back on the same page. Yes, this is great. We're back. <laughs> yeah, Dark Souls Two is one of the most interesting of the bunch <laughs> in terms of doing odd shit. All right, very cool. So you can see, you can see, you can read uh, Adam's review up on the website. You can read James's over at Press Start. So good job, lads. Well done. No worries, mate. I'm uh, I'm so keen on it. I'm going to go play it right now and leave you boys to uh, Do continue you, okay, your chat. Question for you. Do you think they made a boo-boo here? Given that this game releases on the 27th, right? Why not make it May 4th? Yes, because they love to dance around May 4th and not do anything because particularly great on it. is coming out No, on no, because they, they can release it early to get the initial sales and then have a... A Star Wars Day like sale. Yeah, like the, accol- the accolades trailer will come out on the fourth. You know. Yeah, and like th- they could have like you know, oh, twenty percent off because it's Star Wars Day, and get the people that were tentative to go. Oh, that's a cheaper price. Mm. Pick it up. Uh, they did it as a favor because they know that I won't be available as soon as May begins. So I said, "Hey, be a lad, release it a little bit earlier. Oh, Help cheap. me out, Stig. Cheers, bro." New Zealand, mate. I'm off to New. I I won't be right. chatting to you boys for another couple of weeks because I'll be in New Zealand. That's right. Oh. I do recall that. Are you trying to find Ross in New Zealand because he's not there? <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake! Thank you for joining us. Go do whatever it is you must do, my friend. I will. Have a wonderful night, boys. Bye, everyone. Bye, Bye Adam. Thank you, Cheerio. 
more a shit right, game. Shout out. Um, <laughs> I thought he'd never shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how hard it was for me to not commandeer that entire conversation? <laughs> mm, I can imagine. Oh, uh, so much to say. Coffee Talk 2 episode, sorry, Coffee Talk episode 2, his biscuits uh, yes. and butterfly review from Togue Productions. So this is from Dylan Blaru. He says, Coffee Talk episode 2, that game title may not be, may not do much to differentiate itself from its predecessor. However, it still delivers a quality visual novel experience packed with plenty of hot drinks and lo-fi beats to brew them to seven, eight. Do you know what he gave this? I couldn't tell you, mate. I just Good. put it in there. <laughs> I feel like it was an eight. Let's have a look. No, it would be a seven, surely. I think it's a seven, seven and a half. That's seven and a half, maybe? I, seven I and a half. There you go. I know my boys. A um, solid game. Good job. You can, read, you can read that over on the website. That's all we have for shout out. So sweet. Work, um, jorts. Let's let's get into it. let's let's talk jorts. I'll go first because I'll just whip mine off. You know, I'll just rip off the jorts, whip them off. Let me go in the list. Uh, Redfall AFL 23, which has been delayed as we know. How exciting! Golem, just keen to see what? what it's all about. I don't know, just keen to just something different. Like, I like different, like, I like established IPs, but different. I think playing as Golem could be interesting. Could be absolutely dog shit. Who knows? We'll find out later this month. It'll be the month. former. I mean, the latter, sorry. The latter. Well, it's not coming from a... It's more... It's going to be like a double A experience. So it could uh, be... Have you, if, have you played that studio's other games? Is this Daedalic? No, no they're the publisher. the publisher. Who's doing... Who's de- developing it? Oh, they're the... Of mice and... They're the fucking sticks dudes, aren't they? Oh. <laughs> Not um, cyan. No, it's not cyan, is it? Isn't it cyanide? Cyanide, is, is it? Isn't it cyanide? No, is it can't be. No, no it's developed by Daedalic. It is, yeah. There you go. Oh, I didn't realise they were developers as well because normally yeah. they're just a publishing house. One um, of their top sellers is Godlike Burger. Makes well, me feel even less confident. If it plays anything like that, I'm excited. Uh, <laughs> so... Outlast Trials, I'm keen to see what that's also all about. I think that's the multiplayer one. See how that's that the is. early access. Yes, that's launches in early access in May sometime. And also Firament, if that's how you Yeah, the new Cyan game. Yeah, we love our Cyan here. Cyanide, Cyan, we love it. Um, this well, is by... Yeah, they missed Riven and stuff. Um, I'm just going to quickly go to the Steam page. So I can read you the trailer. The trailer, sorry, the little blurb. Uh, it's a new puzzle adventure by legendary studio behind Mist and Riven featuring deep storytelling and world building. Discover the story of this seemingly abandoned world as you explore and unlock the mysteries of the three unique realms and beyond. Uh, if you've seen like the trailer and stuff, it looks fucking like Mist, like yep. all their games. Um, but there's like okay. some kind of tool that, tools that you can use. So, so it's not just like simply interacting with switches and that. You've got some equipment. Mm. Uh, so yeah, you carry with... You carry with you a device called Adjunct. As you explore, the Adjunct is your interface as you interact with various devices throughout the realms of Firament. Employing the Adjunct to solve puzzles, you encounter, you, uh, you can, will bring you ever, even closer, no, bring you, uh, uh, will bring you ever closer to unlocking the secrets this place holds. That's what it's got here. 
Definitely an interesting one, eh? Mm. Mm. James, what are you what are you keen for? Yeah. What aren't I keen for? Um all right. Well look, I threw red Hey. I threw <laughs> Redfall on the list um just out of sheer morbid curiosity. I think everyone knows how we're all feeling about that. Uh Ravenlock looks kind of cute and interesting. Seems like a kind of weird, kitschy, souls like Zeldery storybooky fairy tale thing um so it looks all right tears of the kingdom obviously is the the big one there's there's just nothing else like it amnesia the bunker is also apparently coming yeah, this sorry. month which <clears throat> i am yeah. quite interested to see if they're going to be able to pull that thing off it sounds very ambitious like a procedurally generated open bunker situation can't wait um after us is a sort of minimalist ish looking platformer thingy that looks pretty that's about the basic stretch of my knowledge of it and system shock remastered because well, look it's the year of remakes and remasters let's let's keep it rolling we're doing well so far mm-hmm. mm. Mm. Nathan. Mm. same list as james as usual he just likes to plagiarize <laughs> my work <laughs> So, James, I are mean, you Philip Mewson. Y- yeah, I remember that old guy. That was the uh, <laughs> that game, Dead Cells. Dead Cells. Thank you. Oh, you know, yes. He gets so mad at anyone who brings that up, so he just instantly blocks it on his YouTube and Twitter. That's good to know. You're keeping tabs on him. Uh, so yeah, look. Uh, yeah, start- <laughs> oh well, can you blame him? Uh, Redfall. <laughs> Redfall, I think I'm, I'm starting to feel like I might be one of the most optimistic out of the bunch for this, basically because my expectations were pretty rock bottom. And as I've seen more, which has lowered many expectations, it's kind of raised mine because I'm looking for a pretty low frills vampire shooter. I don't need many bells and whistles. It's just scratching an itch that not many other games have done in a while, specifically for that niche. I think you'll like it. I think based on what you're saying there, I think you'll have a good time with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to maintain that curiosity for now. And like James said, morbid curiosity definitely serves in this instance. Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, for obvious reasons, I do not need to go into that. So let's save time and move on. Amnesia the Bunker, like you said, procedural is kind of, I guess they're kind of, I think they've used the phrase or maybe someone's used the phrase open world in a way to describe this. So was expecting significant sized maps which could go either way to be honest because i found that amnesia when it worked best for me back in the the og the descent was a very curated experience how they do that for this big open-ended i suppose title could be interesting system shock remastered i did play a nice bit of system shock 2 back in the day never got to play one because it was far too archaic by the time i was playing the second game very, very old school. I would love to be able to give this a try. Um, System Shock, this is a hugely influential game for, for just the entire first-person shooter genre that, that came after it, uh, particularly when you look at things like Bioshock and uh, anything else that's come from there. Uh, the actual things that set me apart is just a couple of nice little interesting ones. Age of Wonders 4 is going to be another one of those hex grid turn-based strategy games where we're in a fantasy world moving units around building civilizations kind of and having a little skirmishes just my cup of tea that's my kind of guilty pleasure darkest dungeon 2 is obviously a sequel to the first game which was this really cool very brutally hard roguelike game where you take these four adventurers into these dungeons and the unique conceit of this is they would come out of the dungeons with experience. They would grow as adventurers, but they would come out with trauma 
They would come out with diseases and all kinds of little quirks. You'd take them into town to try and recover them. You'd go put your your monk in the church and you'd think that that would help heal his, you know, um, mental grievances from the dungeon. But instead he turns to um, a committed self-flagellator so you can never get him out of the church. And when you do, he spends all his time in the dungeon poking himself with his sword because he's far too zealous or some shit like that. It's a super quirky real game. Unique. There, there hasn't been much like it, to, in my opinion, or not they've done it as well. And I'm also playing the board game at the moment, so maybe I'll have some thoughts up on the board game for Darkest Dungeon soon as well. Uh, and then just the two last ones, V Rising's finally getting a big content drop with the Secrets of Gloomrot, so still in early access, but... Uh, the game has been, it came out with a lot of content on release, but it hasn't really seen any since. So this is going to be great for refreshing that experience. I'm keen to jump back in because V Rising was a real uh, sleeper hit for me. Something that just came out of nowhere and took me uh, by surprise. Did and the very last that? one for, sorry? Did you cover that for Well Played? I can't remember. Did I did. I did. Yeah, I yeah. did. And had a terrific time. You, Zach, you brought it to my attention. I wasn't really aware of it. It wasn't on my radar and I was, I was actually delighted by it. It was a... Um, it's a good time. A multiplayer survival crafting type experience with a kind of almost a Diablo lick to it. Um, so super cool. The very, very last one. Again, this is a guilty pleasure for me. Yes, Nine Monstrum Nox is coming to PS5. Uh, I did love Yes 8, which I gave a review for. <laughs> Uh, last, I want to say late last year, the PS5 port for that and gave a pretty decent 8.5. Um, so, Yeast 9, I'm hoping I can get some Cracking thoughts on the side. Yeah, they? they? They certainly, <laughs> my Yeast, they are. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually really keen to see. And this is the same developer that uh, did Trails to Azure, which I put a review out for last week. So, I'm keeping my finger on these guys. They are busy, busy bees over there, aren't they? Sure, Japan, something like that. Shout out. Take it away. Jordan, what are you keen for? What's making your jorts tied up in, uh, I mean, in you know, New South Wales? I'll say the biggest one for last, but, you know, we have V-Rising's uh, uh, content update that uh, Nathan mentioned. I think that was a little bit in V-Rising because the person I was playing with it kind of fell off on it. Yeah, um, definitely played I, best with more people. Yeah, but I have been um, finagling with the controls to make it play nicely. Like control nicely on Steam Deck, so I could just chill, you know, play for an hour in bed, put it down, go to sleep or whatever. Um, then Darkest Dungeon Two for the exact same reasons that uh, Nathan listed. Like Darkest Dungeon is just a phenomenal game, and it's ridiculously brutal. Uh, but yeah, it's just such a unique, well crafted experience. Um, and then what'll actually take up my time for the entire month, maybe the year. Uh, is Tears of the Kingdom, you know, being an absolutely massive Zelda fan, having played every single Zelda title, even the fucking Link's crossbow training on the Wii. Um, yeah, I'm just very, very excited. And it's taken all of my might not to replay Breath of the Wild in anticipation for this, because they're going to be using the same map, and I don't want to be exhausted of the map going you, uh, into Tears of the Kingdom. Did you play Four Swords? Yes. Yeah, nice. Not bad, not bad. Mm. Nice work. Cool, cool, cool. Let's go, James. Let's kick it over to you, good sir. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do okay. News. Dead Island 2, after spending, what, like 10 years in development, however long it was, um, has gone on to sell 
a million copies in less than a week. This is um, obviously a pretty good win for Dan Buster Studios, even though our lovely own Zach gave the game only a little seven. Um, it does seem solid. to obviously... It's, it's, yeah, seven solid. Um, no, look, it's it's Dead Island. I think the brand recognition is probably still there for a fair number of gamers of our generation, mm. our ilk, I suppose. Um, and, you know, people just love a good zombie game. So it's not too surprising this has done well. I also reckon it's the longer <coughs> a game is in development, the more curious people become how it's going to be, I mm-hmm. think. So to know that there's been nearly 10 years and there's been three developers on this, people are like, how fucking shit is this game going? So let, let's 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 check. But and I think most people will be surprised. Well, they're indulging this curiosity with their wallet in a yeah. fairly big way. Mm. Yeah, it's um, it's a substantial sale number. Like that's beyond our like little Twitter server or like our insular community of like knowing game development history. You know, I'm assuming mm. people are just seeing this on the shelf, been like, oh yeah, Dead Island. Um, yeah. So interestingly, so where I I work, I. I I'm sort of in the, I guess, fashion-adjacent industry, and I get people coming through all the time in the last week talking about this game. I don't talk games with folks. Folks just nice. talk clothes with me, but I get all these dudes coming in being like, Dead Island 2? Dead Island 2? Yeah, Dead Island 2! It was all Odd. Mm. Yeah, good on them. So it's definitely no, it's, the talk of the town at the minute. It's good to good to see. I mean, they, they must have sunk a lot of cash into this game over the years, so I wonder how many sales they need to break even. Or to turn a profit. Mm. Well, it's less than Troll and I, but yeah. But that's, you know, but one one mil is, is, is in three days, basically. I think it was it's, 72 hours, I think, was the actual, the press release that said, um, quite impressive, quite impressive. Very impressive. Yeah. Uh, AFL 23 trailer has confirmed that the mode pro team will be coming to the game. Um, mm. It looks like a card game inside of a sports game. Zach, take it away. So I thought actually, I reported on this a couple of times, I thought it was actually going to be called Star Team uh, because in a blog by a footballer, he was given exclusive access and had like an exclusive. They kind of showed off um, these cards, right? And if you've played FIFA, you've you've probably played Ultimate Team, which is basically what this is. This is AFL's Ultimate Team, which is the microtransactioned infested um, unpacking of cards and stuff like that where you get different tiers of cards and get different... Uh, rated players and whatnot to build your own team and, and play with people online. But um, yeah, this this mode is actually going to be called Pro Team, not Star Team. Um, so the footage that we saw in that vlog must have just been placeholder footage. So uh, yeah, no, they've confirmed that it's Pro Team and it will be at launch. I think previously it wasn't going to be in at launch um, before the delay. Uh, and just to jump ahead, the Steam page has actually gone live uh, on the Monday night or the Sunday night. I can't remember which day it was, but um, yeah, they've given the system requirements there. They look pretty lean, not overly too demanding. I think the recommended is like an i5 and 1660 Ti. Is that what I saw? Yeah, that's, oh, that's nice. That's nice. Um, that's yeah, so not too bad. Uh, minimum is an i3 and a 770, I think, uh, for in- oh, in- run on anything then. For NVIDIA cards. Um, the interesting thing here, though, it's not that interesting. Like, not like I'm not that surprised. Uh, but this game will not work with a mouse and keyboard. You have to use a controller. So even if you play on Steam, you need to have a controller to um, to play this. Which, given 
the kind of game it is. It doesn't overly surprise me. Um, but there are going to be people whinging about this. Correct. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I was so excited to play an AFL with a mouse and keyboard. I, I'm not going to buy it anymore. I'm, I'm distraught. I do wonder if there's too many keybinds because there are a lot of controls. Like you, uh, when I was looking at the schematics, not schematics, I'm fucking thinking of Dead Space, the controller, the the scheme, shame, shame, shame. Um, I There was like a ton of different things that you could, you know, hold this button to push this button. So I think there might be just too many buttons. Not, not You know, there's, there's plenty of buttons on the keyboard, but I think it might just be too difficult. See, to usually it's the other way around where mm. controller isn't supported because mm. there's so many things to press. Well, I think it's like, you know, you push L3, hold it. L1, it does suddenly push L3, you know, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. L- so layering, yeah, yeah. So I think it's just a bit easier on, on, a, on a controller. But interesting. Um, still looking good for a May 4 release for that one. Oh, was, for Star Wars Day. For Star Wars Day, so you can DP it out. And Speaking of uh, of footy. specs coming out, James, you specs. are interested in Immortals of Avium, is it? The I'm aware of it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, have you seen the spec sheet for that game? It's insane. As um, in the system requirements? Yeah, the system requirements. I guess that doesn't surprise me. This thing is running on Unreal 5.1 and like it does look very impressive. So like it, there's a lot of like particle shit going on. So, so under minimum, it says a, a Ryzen 7 3700X for the CPU. I, that's, I don't know what that means. That's like... <laughs> That's like so my the, card, the current isn't it? generation. Uh, so the thirty seven hundred X is only two generations behind. So that's a very new hardware, as well as uh, a twenty eighty super as a minimum for a GPU, which is still quite new. So yeah, it's like fucked. a minimum of eight gigs of VRAM, which is quite a bit. With a recommended of a thirty eighty Ti, these are insane minimum specifications. <laughs> Okay, so the P- PC reviews are going to be a little bit bum. Probably, <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I wasn't, I was shocked, but I'm also like, after seeing how The Last of Us Part 1 hogs up a bunch of resources, I think it's going to start to become the norm. Not necessarily in terms of Last of Us 1's terrible performance, just the amount of resources that games are going to start using forward. Because uh, it's just, yeah. As they start using more advanced things like UE5 and stuff, it'll just become a little more resource intensive, which at the same time also has me a little curious how console development will go because that's a lot more restrictive than developing for PC. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. (laughs) Meanwhile... Oh, old mate. Is uh, is a, a name you probably haven't heard in a while. Uh, Lawbreakers um, is potentially making a comeback. Uh, this is the Cliff Bazinski led, uh, I guess, team shooter before team shooters really took off. Uh, yeah. Twenty seventeen is when this was a thing. I think um, it came on the scene sort of around the time of Overwatch. I it think, came after which... Overwatch was twenty sixteen. Uh, there you go. That's a shit time to show up then. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yes, uh, Cliff Blazinski has, uh, tweeted, uh, something about owning the rights and DM sliding, um, all seems a bit up in the air at the moment, but look, potentially, you know, could we not use another arena shooter with skins to buy? I love that. 
Because yeah, I totally didn't just log into Fortnite this week just to buy the Attack on Titan skins. Yeah, and then, like and then hop cool back though. off afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> really expensive collector's edition as well. We can only hope. Hmm. Uh, THQ have announced a digital showcase for August for some reason. So we're still a little while out from that. Uh, August 11th. Sorry. They did this last year where they announced it like six months away from when it was going to be Just on. A, a strange one because THQ Nordic is not a, a, a brand I really think about when I think about like getting hyped up for new release games. Like I guess like Darksiders is their biggest claim to fame, but they did the Destroy Humans um, remake that I reviewed last year. They're doing time that was I think. Ah, I yeah, think. see, okay. You want to talk about shooters that could come back into the market? I feel like time splitters would work. Oh, you know, you, you can't you know say time splitters and not lawbreakers. Oh, come on. Yeah, you know that they. Yeah. So they they basically reformed uh, Free Radical. They got Steve Ellis and the the other guy um, who basically okay. the the two founders. Yeah, they're yeah, that's all con- confirmed and stuff. I think we've talked about it for a long time, but we haven't seen anything, have we? No, nah, they started right, like okay. production. Well, pre-production last year or the year before, maybe. It feels like um, okay. it feels like it's been a little while. It's been a couple of years. I'm, I think it's TSQ Nordic. It might not be TSQ Nordic though. It's like one of their subsidiaries though, or one of those. Yeah, you know, I think I think you're right. There's a lot of um, uh, Deep Silver, it Free might, Radical. It might be. Hmm. Anyway. Uh, they've also got that Alone in the Dark reboot coming at some oh, point. That, which... that actually looks pretty cool. I, I, did, yeah, okay. yeah, I, did, I did play that. I've always been a bit partial to Alone in the Dark. Obviously, yeah. it's been beaten out by its uh, successors. But... but, yeah, what hasn't been at this uh, point? Oh, you know who's a subsidiary of uh, of THQ Nordic? All the mm. bites there, the Elex devs. Oh. Let's go. Oh, they need well. to make, you know what they need to make? A new Risen. Do you ever play that? The, the, uh, there's the, um, the well, there's a new Gothic. There's a Gothic yeah. remake yeah, on the way. Have you played that? Mm. Have, have you played that? Like the one, you know how they basically gave you like the alpha to play like a couple of years ago. Yeah, I played it. It's fucking. It's a good time. Are you, are you talking Gothic or yeah. Gothic? I, I would play Gothic. I'd play Gothic back in yeah. the day, but it, I mean, it's a very yeah. Euro. There's like a free RPG. demo, basically, of the what they're going for. It was like a. They re- no, I think they did the demo to basically say, hey, do you want this? This is what we're going to try and make. Here it is. Um, yeah. It is It is Deep, deep Silver. Yeah. Uh, that Time Splitters is uh, with. Interesting. And uh, just one final shout out. Um, Diablo 4 is doing a service land May 12th to the 14th. So you can get back in and claim more rewards before you play the full game um looks cool i actually might do this i'd rather just wait and play the actual thing it's so much fucking fun though man <laughs> I, I know i know I my fix. I've, I've got i've got enough on the plate yeah See, cool. after playing the d4 beta i was like i, I need a, an uh an isometric action rpg fix so i went to play path of exile and i was like whoa there are mm. way too many things you know i'm out he's got a high learning curve yes a very bad onboarding experience. <laughs> um, but did you see the uh, a little news bit that I threw in there? Unrecord. Unrecord. Did anyone watch this, or has anyone? Been oh, is this out? the cop footage? Game? I'll be honest. It. <laughs> I'm yes. gonna sound like a little bitch. Made me uncomfortable. Hmm. And I know I, that's just a psychological I, thing, but I I think they could have made this really cool had it been 
anything aside from coughs. I mean, yeah. I've spent enough time on 4chan that this one kind of brought up a little little trauma for me, so... Yeah. Mm. Can, can you imagine like a horror game in this style? That'll be sick. well. There was fantastic. Yeah. They, they, there's been a horror body cam footage game doing the rounds in the same oh, week. Is that the um, Paranormal Tales? Yeah, yeah, it looks fucking sick, doesn't that, it? That that looks cool. I'm gonna this shit my just looks uncomfortable. With pleasure in that one. I will shit your plants with pleasure too. <laughs> no, you I'll can't. shit you all just, of your plants. No, you can't. You just, with you just took a shit earlier in the podcast. <laughs> Mate, I've got IBS. You don't know what I'm comfortable. <laughs> you don't know true, what I'm capable of. Yeah, don't, don't test you. Uh, don't stress me out, mate. Um, <laughs> so, did anyone? Who else actually watched this unrecorded gameplay? I watched a little watch bit. Watched uh, a bit of it. Yeah. yeah. It's what do you think? technically incredible. Oh, it Absolutely. is. Absolutely. Oh. Technically and. Um, Artistically, in terms of like the actual art direction of mm. how it looks, is great, but I I just don't agree with it. It so could have been I, anything else but cops, and I would have been interested. I'm not. Mm. Um, I wasn't convinced. I thought there's no way this is actual fucking game. This is this is coming from Mister Day before. <laughs> <laughs> this is okay, but for a whole different reason, though. Anyway, but uh, there's an article that I found just before uh, on Escapist uh, that says unrecorded. In fact, just sidebar, there's actually quite a few articles that I've read that I actually have mentioned the day before, like comments sections. They're, you know, they're like, oh, you know, people ate up the day before but questioning this or something. Um, anyway, but uh, the Escapist says unrecorded dev releases more footage to convince you it's photorealistic FPS isn't fake. Uh, unrecorded made a stunning debut with its photorealistic body cam FPS uh, visuals in a gameplay trailer earlier this week, and now the developer Drama, bit of a shit name, has chimed in to ward off the critics questioning its authenticity. While Unrecorded's scary rural visuals impressed most most who played it, some viewers were more skeptical, going as far as question whether the video was gameplay or simply digital tr- trickery using live action footage. And they've shown off like, um, uh, yeah, they've posted like another video basically showing them you know, making the game kind of thing. Um. Yeah. No thanks. Really Not cool. Fan? <laughs> no, I just. I, yeah, it, it's just the cop element. It's it's odd. What they could have done is they could have done a body cam footage of like patting dogs and cats on the street. Hundred percent, like ten yep. out of ten. Hmm. Mm. That's the news. That is the news. Well done. Good job, everyone. That's great. I feel like I take it week by week on if I'm doing this right or not, by which I mean I put effort in or I don't. <laughs> Guess which week is which. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I was here to save the day with AFL, mate. Oh, look, I was completely lost. I read those articles as well and I was still like, huh? Sports. Uh, Sports, yeah. Off topics, Nathan, you got a 90s film of the week. Give it to us. Oh, right. So we're going all the way back to 1997. We're talking the height of a beautiful up-and-comer, someone who was eventually shafted by Hollywood that's making an extraordinary comeback. I'm, of course, talking about the Mr. Brendan Fraser. This is the Disney adventure comedy, George, George, George of the Jungle. What a beast. He, can be. he should come to Fortnite. Fucking hell. <laughs> go off, wouldn't he? Yeah, Brendan Fraser or George of the Jungle? George of the Jungle. His character. I don't know if that's even if that would even work, but 
or come to Smash Bros or something, or one of those games <laughs> where, or um, what's the Disney one? No, there's no Disney one. What's the one they did? Um, oh, multiverses. Multiverses. That's that's it. What an unusual film by today's standards, because they used a lot of, I guess, suits and puppets even then for like the animals in this. I guess what was still considered a Tarzan satire because obviously George of the Jungle also had its animated series in the 60s. This still very much played into the Tarzan satire of a very much a goofball man um, playing playing the role of a Tarzan who is just not very well adept at life in the jungle and then they take him out and plant him in the big city. He's struck by romance. He goes after the... It's... Uh, it's Ursula. Ursula is his one and true love, played by Leslie Mann. There's just some interesting faces here. I say interesting, quote unquote. There is, of course, his offsider, the very, uh, I guess, iconic ape named Ape, which I've only just learned was voiced by, hmm, John Cleese. That was something I didn't know. That's Today you've learned. So this is viewable on Disney+. Plus. This does sit on a Metacritic of, I want to say, 53. I was that's just 55. 53? 55? 53. 53. Mm. So, look, it is silly. It is dumb. It is very much a product of its time being a late 90s Hollywood comedy action film. I found it inoffensive at the time. I don't know where it would sit on a recent rewatch. Sorry, buddy. I have not sat down and checked this out recently. Uh, I'll tell you what, Oh, Brandon Fraser's pretty fucking ripped in that film. He is really hitting the height of his body goals at this point. He's on another level. Yeah. Unfortunately, we don't get him around for the direct-to-video sequel, George of the Jungle 2, landing in 2003. We still get a dude with, you know, an amicable enough physique, but it's... It's just not the same, is it? You've almost got none of the actors returning, although for whatever reason, John Cleese does appear as the voice for Ape <laughs> once again. Like the only notable face on that cast. Uh, yeah, that bombed out at a good old 3.3 on the IMDb. The less said, the better, because it was kind of a bit of a retread, except this time he's got a child in tow. Woohoo! That will be this week's 90s film of the week. Very good. Very nice. James, you got, you got thoughts on George of the Jungle? Probably never seen nah, it, actually. Never seen it. Yeah. Ooh, shame. Maybe we can watch it I next watched week. this a lot as a child. Like, this is one of those VHS films where hit the credits, rewind, back at it the next day. It got a lot of traction for me. Good film. I watched this film a lot. Good film. The Good old Brendan. And this is, this is pre-Mummy 2, I believe. So I think yeah. Mummy was 99. There you go. Maybe we'll come back to Mummy mm. one day. Good films. Not the Tom Cruise one. <laughs> God. That was something. That was. All right. Anybody else watching anything they want to share? Uh, I've been re-watching to catch up on Attack on Titan. Okay. And I forgot how good that, that series is. Uh, Last season's I, fucking slow. I forgot... How good the soundtrack is, though. The oh, the productions, as as James would say, immaculate. It's <laughs> it's very good, and it's one of the few shows where I'm just like, wow, the, the English dub is actually really good. Like 
it just it doesn't botch it like a lot of English dubs for animes do. So it's uh it's been enjoyable to watch it in English. Uh and that's uh, that's about it for me. Oh, and I've been doing my annual rewatch of Veronica Mars. Ooh, very nice. Cool. Cool. Anybody mm. else? I saw Evil Dead Rise today. How was that? Fuck yeah. I had a really good, good time. Yeah. Like it, it is, is <clears throat> I'm not sure how much it's got going on, um, but it is really enjoyable. Um, like mean spirited, angry, violent, funny, um, just like at a certain point you're watching these like really horrific things happen and you just, it's a combination of like, oh my God, I'm going to shield my eyes and also like fucking pump my fist in the air. Like it is such a weirdly satisfying, escalating series of like fuckery going on in that uh, movie. I really liked it. Exactly what I want out of Evil Dead. I mm. adore Evil Dead. I've watched, I can't recommend the TV series enough, even though it's quite often overlooked. I think that one also perfectly hits that mid ground between being just over the top, excessively gory, but mm. also like somewhat slapstick at the same time. Mm. Has a lot of fun with it. The old films with Bruce Campbell, a lot of fun. I particularly enjoyed the Fede Alvarez remake, even mm, though it I doesn't have the humor. Yeah. And that's it. Like I kind of, I had come off the back of that one, which is a, like a, like a very confronting movie. Like it is balls to the wall, <laughs> horrifying. Um, and this is not quite that. It, it sort of treads the the line a bit, a bit more finely. Um, lead performance is, well, there's two lead performances, two sisters. One of them is the one that gets possessed. The other one is the, the, the one that fights back. Um, and they are both like really, really incredible, but specifically the one who gets possessed is, outstanding she is having the best time on screen and it really it shows it it shows in the trailer so yeah, i'm, I'm exactly. very delighted to hear yeah. this um i hope to be able to report back next week as having seen it myself because i'm batting keen on this good good sure. i watched a scandinavian film uh of course you did of course i did called, viking, called viking wolf um, okay it was on netflix so sub, sub subtitles were perfect um, fucking hell, it is dog shit, mate. Like, it, so, good subtitles, bad film. Um, this is a film that starts with some Viking going to Normandy to plunder and do what they did. Uh, and they basically go to this like monastery and then the monks are like, no, you don't go open the door, don't go in there. And then they find this dog and then they bring this dog back, uh, with them to Norway or wherever the fuck they were going. Um, and basically none of the Vikings made it back to land. Like they all died, right? And this dog made it back and fucking drove off. Well, he did drive because he's a dog, but he ran off into the, um, forest. And then for the next thousand years, he's just been fucking shit up in the forest. And then one day, thousand years later, uh, this, I mean, I'm not going to spoil it, but like, yeah, the dwarf comes back basically and terrorizes his town. Interesting. Speaking of Scandinavian films with a slight spooky twist, have you seen Troll Hunter from Norway? No. Is that 2010 you? film. No, it's, it's a 2010 is. film. Like it's a it's a like a one of those kind of found footage kind of almost like Blair Witch, but in a mockumentary style. Like it's oh. definitely got Scandinavian humor running right the way through it. And um, one of I still rate it as one of my favorite kind of uh, monster, like like Scandinavian monster flicks. Mm. 
Uh, it's very okay. cool, but it is a little bit indulgent. Like it spends a lot of time just taking uh, like landscape tracking shots of beautiful Norwegian <laughs> landscapes rather than actually getting on with shit. This, this, yeah, this is just not good. Not, not a good film. I also watched the first episode of season two of From, which is out now. Yes, I need to catch up on that. Mm. Still um, only got a couple of episodes into this first season, but it has a very cool conceit. Found the first episode a bit slow, but it sort of kicks in again in the last five to ten minutes. So keen, keen to keep going there, and they do the weekly, the weekly shows too. Which, yeah, we discussed this last year, I think, but it kind of reminded me, and I think you agreed, of a slight bit of like Wayward Pines to it. Yeah, yeah. Before which, Wayward Pines got shit, I know, which was started very cool and then just. Jump the shark. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, I all, all it. I can say is I'm, I'm watching Barry. Like, that, that, that makes great HBO weekly viewing. I get Succession and Barry week in, week out. And Barry's just a perfect palate cleanser to Succession because Barry's funny, a little bit dark. It is probably the my favourite thing happening on HBO at the moment. Like, I, I rated over Succession just barely, but it is very special. Have we spoken about Sisu on this potty before. I feel like we've maybe spoken about it. Sisu. I see that name, what, on IGN? It was there today. So it's a... Finnish? Danish? No, it can't be Danish. German? It's it's a, some... It's a foreign film. Let's, let's go with that. But it's um, basically like uh, if John Wick killed Nazis. That, that's like if you had to, you know, give someone like a t- six-word buddy summary. I think it might be Norwegian. No, I think fin- Finnish. Yeah. Finnish fi- it's set in Finland. Yeah, because it came out in Finland in January. So I, I, I think it, it is. I, cool. I think it is very cool. It, like if if you've not seen the trailer. Watch it because it's fucking phenomenal. And it comes out, I think, this week. I don't know if it's going to hit trailers. I uh, hit trailers. Hit theaters here. I thought it was going to, but it looks like it's hitting um, Paramount Plus and maybe Apple TV, I think. Oh, that'd be cool. I'll watch it on Apple TV. Think, My sub's still ticking. Um, well, I think you, you might, might want one of those ones you have to buy, though. So um, it's coming. It's likely that we'll see it on digital before theaters. I think so. I was, I did because I had a quick Google search for it today for theaters, and nothing was coming up. So it did say, but yeah, this looks very cool. I'll uh, quickly read you the blurb. Um, uh, during the last days of World War Two, a solitary prospector crosses paths with Nazis on a scorched earth retreat in northern Finland. When the soldiers decide to steal his gold, they quickly discover they just tangled with no ordinary miner. There you go. Now he's going to John Wickham. 97% of Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, so if I hit uh, how can I watch Sisu movie in Australia, it just says new to Apple TV and Paramount Plus. So, it's, yeah, it sounds like buy it on Apple TV, maybe you'll be able to stream it on Paramount Plus. Mm. Uh, and one of those... Inverse, they says in they they says they said in their review, Inglorious Bastards meets meets John Wick in this Nazi revenge thriller. Yeah, look, I'll I'll I'll, I'll pay that. I'll, I'll give that a nibble. Mm. 
Watch, watch the trailer because I was talking to uh, Brody when we went to Sydney from Press Start. I'm like, I may have, like, have you seen the Sisu trailer. Looks amazing. He goes, what's Sisu? And then I asked someone else who, who we met at the airport and Brody's like, is this, this guy asking you about Sisu? Does anyone know what Sisu is? Is it even a real thing? And then he, <laughs> and then, and then he finally watched the, watched the trailer like when he got back and he's like, yeah, right, that, that looks pretty, pretty sick. So, all right, let's wrap up there, shall we? Unless, Jordan, you got anything else? I know you watch nope. some anime, but you watch Sisu? You going to watch it? Yeah, sure. You watch some anime, but that don't count. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I already mentioned good? the anime. I was watching Attack on Titan. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought you might have seen something else. S- seen a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking nerd. All right, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Well Played DLC podcast. You can check out all the content on www.well-played.com.au. James, I will see you in the flesh next Thursday. Yes. Well, I'll actually speak to you next Tuesday for the potty. How exciting. Uh, we will have yeah, a excited. preview of Zelda... Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the T- Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom. Um, so look out for that. Uh, that'll be on the website at some point. Um, have a good week. End and, yeah, take it easy. Watch the CSU trailer. Cheerio, listeners. Goodbye. Fair Bye-bye. the way.